I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Yeah. Sassy, moody, hey. nasty. Hey. What's up, Savage Boss Babes and Dudes? It's Diana inside the Savage Studio once again, bringing you a fabulous story that uh, hopefully will inspire you and uh, give you that extra push, ese empujoncito que estás esperando para lanzarte, quizás en ese proyecto que estás fabricando en tu mente, ese sueño que has tenido y que no te decides lanzar, quizás esto te va a ayudar a, a darte ese empujoncito. Así que vamos a darle la bienvenida. Let's uh, welcome, a big warm welcome to my dear friend Sierra Perez. Bravo. <laughs> She is the owner of Mis Sueños Boutique and uh, now co-founder of a really cool project that I'm excited about talking about um, and that we'll get into depth uh, later on in, in, in this uh, podcast. But um, it's called Small Business Runway, and she'll be telling us about that. So welcome, Sierra. Uh, thank you for making it out. And let's, let's start by uh, you introducing yourself, telling us where you're from, and how did you come to land in San Antonio, Texas? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I know this has been a time coming. We're finally here, but... I'm from Uvalde, Texas. I'm 26 years old. Born and raised in Uvalde, went to college in Corpus Christi, graduated, moved back to Uvalde. And a year ago, I moved to San Antonio. So I'm new to the area. Love it. What brought you here to Alamo City? Definitely a boutique. Well, I've had my boutique since I was right, after, right out of college. So I was 22. I started it. It was an online boutique. Um, I had a little, I was renting out a little storefront in Uvalde, which was maybe like a 12, I want to say 12 by 12 or 14 by 14 little section. But I felt like the target audience definitely wasn't there, or at least for the clothing that I was bringing in. So I knew that I had to move it out. And I always thought I'd either move back to Corpus or maybe move to Austin. Never really San Antonio. I always felt that San Antonio was way too big for me, like a huge city. And now I'm here. I love it. And yeah. And everyone has shown a lot of support and, and accepted you and welcomed you like one of their own because, I mean, your following on social media is growing and growing. And Social media is definitely a blessing for all of us. That's actually how we connected was through social media. We started following each other. Uh, I believe you had a grand opening a while back. Yes. When you opened Mis Sueños, I went. Um, we started chatting and then from then on, we just started uh, back and forth messaging each other and, and here we are now. <laughs> here we are today. And I was um, actually going back through our messages and I saw... I, I knew that you had reached out to me, but I didn't know it was that long ago. It was almost a year ago yeah. when you asked me to be on your podcast. And when I was reading the message, it said, if you feel comfortable. And and I thought, oh my gosh, what is she going to ask me for like a photo shoot? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm yeah. kind of shy for that. But you brought up the podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, I love to talk. Let's and see. I and going back to that, that was because we had planned this like when uh, COVID had hit. So I was... Uh, at the time, a little hesitant about telling people, hey, well, the studio's in my house. Do you feel comfortable being at my house? You know, that's why I said, if you're comfortable, we could we could do the, the uh, episode because it was when people were still like, ah, you know, should we be around other people? This and that. But um, but now I guess, uh, you know, and we'll talk about that a little bit more because I, I am interested in uh, talking about what you learned during the code about yourself, about your business. Um, and, uh, and what your expectations are now that we're, it seems like things are coming, uh, are becoming a little more normal. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited for the normal. I can't wait to, I, even though I feel like we're never going to get the normal that we once had, I'm thankful for the normal that we currently have. Um, and I feel like I've learned so much throughout this pandemic, especially opening up a business during a pandemic and being 25 years old at the age of 25 
and not to sell myself short, but there's so much that I've learned from within just a year. Um, and then all the love and support that San Antonio has shown me. I'm very thankful for that. Some of my really good friends live here and just sharing and promoting, whether it's a like, a comment, resharing my post or word of mouth when people tell their friends or tell their family. It's just, I'm very thankful for that. And I hope that I can continue having items that people enjoy or people that people want to wear and accessorize. So definitely. So take us back to the beginning, because I know that when we first met, we uh, talked about some of the, the odd jobs that all of us have to do. You know, in the beginning, you have to work your way up. And you're definitely an example of that, of, of uh, starting off doing things that have nothing to do with what you're doing right now, but they definitely helped you get to the point where you are right now. So I'd say my first big job, well, I had three jobs prior to me, Sueños, but my first big job would be working at a rental car agency or rental car company. And I learned so much through that, whether it be customer service, whether it be what to accept and not to accept from people, especially strangers that don't know you. And you're dealing- How long were you there for? For two years. Okay. I made it to my two year mark and then I put in my two, two week notice and I was like, gotta go and no looking back. But the thing about that is I had originally put in my two weeks after my one year mark. And I was like, at least I made it a year. This was a really, especially being right out of college and stressed that you weren't really, and people might say like, oh, wow, a rental car company, like that stressed you out. But there's so much that plays back into it. You only see what you see when you go in there. There's so much that meeting certain numbers, your quotas, your everything. And, And at that specific place that I worked at, we didn't have a car wash guy for the last year that I was there. So it was, let me tend to these customers. Let me run out and wash your car within like 15 minutes. Really? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so those you're are, wearing all <laughs> kinds of hats. Yes. Yeah, so those are things that I look back on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful I'm not there. Yeah, I did learn a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned to grow a backbone. I learned what I could and could not put up with anymore. And gracias a Dios, my parents were, and I always bring my parents into everything I do because a lot of what I do is for them. And, and my dad being self-employed for more than 40 years, I wish I knew the exact number, but I know for sure it's more than 40 years. Um, just is such a good example for me because I know that he didn't have anybody that he had to speak to, to the end of the day or, or have to be told anything by anybody. Gracias a Dios, we, we lived a good childhood and, and a lot of me sueños plays back into that. And I'd help with like, secretary stuff and me thinking that I knew all about taxes and putting receipts because back then that was really cool to me and now that I'm older and I have my own business it's like oh my gosh my taxes and my receipts nothing's in order and and so sorry jumping to different tangent but yes back to that I worked at a rental car company and there's just so much about working for someone else and working for a big company that makes you appreciate where you are now and makes you want to I guess once you leave the corporate world there's really no looking back. And, and that's just for me personally. I don't, I'm not speaking for everybody, but for me personally, once you leave that little, that little step in life and, and owning a business isn't all just fun Fun and and games. Yes. And posting pictures on Instagram. (laughs) Yes. Posting pictures, (laughs) making videos. It's not about that. And being that I've had me sueños for four years already, I started August 3rd of 2017, right out of college. You learn so much throughout these years. And there even today I learn new things and there's just never a place that you're going to, I guess, stop learning. Yeah. But Taking it a step back, you mentioned college. So what did you study? And is that field, was that what impulsed you to get into that rental company? 
or to start working for that rental company? So no, when I went to college, I went to the junior college in Uvalde for two years. Um, I got my basics there and I was originally supposed to go into the nursing program. So the junior college had a nursing program where you can get your RN there. um, And then I changed my major three semesters in and and I was like, no, I want to be a business major. I want to be able to dress up. I want to like wear high heels and do all this stuff every day. And when my parents found out, they were like, but you said you're going to be a nurse. And I'm like, well, I just changed my mind. And I remember I was always so proud that I always had an A in accounting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my, my teacher, like my professor, she's so cool. And she really likes me and blah, blah, blah. And I get along with her. And my dad's like, but you don't need an A in accounting. I mean, you don't need accounting um, for nursing. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. That's kind of how I broke the news. It was more of a more of a well it was the icebreaker yes and it was not a rude awakening but it was a shock to everybody because this whole time my parents thought I was going to school to be a nurse and then it's like yes and so right before I applied to the program the nursing program it was like wait let me change my major let me let me skirt this way before and so after that I applied to UTSA and I applied to um TAM UCC which is Texas A&M Corpus Christi and so Texas A&M Corpus Christi responded first, if I remember correctly, and and two of my sisters graduated from UTSA, and I was like, but I want to be different, and that was one of my biggest things, too. I have sisters in kind of a lot of different fields, and and I have a sister that's an RN in Uvalde, so it's like, I'm going to be a nurse, and I remember she made really good grades. She was, like, valedictorian. I don't want my parents to compare me to her, yeah. like, but Gladie made all A's, and Gladie did this, and, and which I'm very very proud of my sister and she did it with three kids so her doing it with three kids and could graduate valedictorian of your class and me just like hmm, let me just like finish college but so long story short I um got accepted to Texas A&M course Christy and I tell my parents like hey I got accepted and they're like you're moving away now like why don't you just get your business degree here in Nevada and I'm like no I want to experience life like I want to live somewhere else I had never been away from my parents mind you I was I was 19 when I moved had never been away and that was probably the not a rude awakening but that was the hardest thing I've ever been put through is being away three and a half hours away from home not knowing anybody not having any family uh one of my best friends at the time moved with me over there and then she ended up moving out um after the first semester so then I was literally by myself in Corpus but gracias a Dios I met really good friends um and then I was in a co-ed business fraternity so I met a lot of cool people there but I went to school for, back backtracking to what I went to school for, I went to school for business administration and management with a concentration in human resources. So I felt like I kind of got my feet wet everywhere in the business field as far as accounting, marketing, all that kind of stuff. But the main, my main um, degree was in business management. Now, would you say that it was at that moment where you were, you had made this decision to change um, and, and go into business. Was that where the idea of Misuena started cooking up in your brain or was that later down the road? That, so even in college, and that's what I think of now, I'm like, I could have just opened a boutique in college while I was in college, like ship things out back and forth from Corpus. But it wasn't until after college because, um, my dad wanted me to stay and get my master's and my parents loved that I went to school in Corpus cause my dad and I love fishing. So that was our bonding time. They'd come up almost every weekend, if not every other weekend and we'd go fishing. So I, was like, dad, I'm done with school. Like, I don't want my master's. And he was like, Mija, come on. And he's like, I'm going to give you the rest of the month because I graduated May 12th um, of 2017. 
And then, or May 13th, I'm sorry. And then he was like, I'm going to give you to the end of the month because I was living in an RV. So another cool, yeah, another cool little fact. Yes, yes. I lived in an RV my last year. So my senior year of college, I lived in in Corpus Christi. Yes. Well, it was actually in Flower Bluff, in a really nice area in Flower Bluff. But how cool. Yes, I lived by myself. And so it was convenient when my family would go visit and they're like, oh, well, we don't have to deal with like roommates or like being in other people's privacy kind of stuff. So. I love that. And it was dad, like their own, uh, what are they called? That, their own Air, Airbnb yes, or like whatnot? Airbnb. <laughs> yes, yes. So they're like, oh, I love this place. It's clean. We don't have to talk to the landlord. Right. But, um, so I lived there. And so the month was already paid for. He's like, we're going to give you to the end of the month to decide if you want to get your master's. And I was like, okay. But in the back of my head, I knew I didn't want to go to school anymore. I knew that I learned what I needed to learn. I got my degree and, and I got my bachelor's degree. And I knew that. You were ready to move on. Yes ready to see what the world had for me. So May 30th comes along and my dad's like, so have you decided? And I was like, yeah, dad, I don't want to go back. He's like, okay, then pack up. You're coming home. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't ready for that. So I moved back to Valde, um, which I love my hometown and moved back. And then I started working at Enterprise the following year. So I helped around with like um, secretary stuff, keeping up. And then that's when Hurricane Irma, no, Hurricane... Steve. No, I mean, sorry, Hurricane Harvey hit, hit yes, the coast. Yes, 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 Making up all these names. Um, <laughs> so it hits You know the that they ran out of names to name really? the storms. Yeah, that's what I heard last time I heard. They, they couldn't think of a name. Wow. <laughs> well, good to know. Well, Harvey hits, um, and my brother that now runs or owns my dad's cabinetry shop, um, he went to go, like, help and, like, build down there because growing, my brother's been around construction his whole life, and... And so he went down there. And so my dad, it was just my dad and I in the cabinetry shop. My dad's a contractor on, well, 40 years he's been a contractor, but now he's contracting and having um, to run the cabinetry shop. So I was like, oh, I know how to do almost everything, which I don't. I just try to give myself the credit. So I'd help my dad a lot there. And then my brother comes back. He was like, no, like um, almost everything's back, back to normal down at the coast. And so he went back to cabinetry shop. And then I started working for Enterprise in September or August, August of 2018. And this is still in Corpus? No, no, no. Enterprise. No. Um, Uvalde, sorry. Oh, okay, Uvalde. okay. So started working there and I stayed till September of 2020. And I feel like the last year, once COVID hit, things were just so much harder. Oops, I said Enterprise and I was sitting right No worries. Far. Hey, um, we're not sponsored by anybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, everything's okay. Um, and so... I left September, the end of September or mid-September was after I put in my two weeks. So I learned so much through that and, and even college itself, being away from home. And now you're like basically finning for yourself. I remember my mom, um, I went to the doctor actually, another little fun fact, I went to the doctor because I was having so much trouble concentrating and the doctor was like, well, you probably have ADHD. Like, let me medically diagnose you. And, and he was like, well, for now I'll give you prenatal vitamins. So apparently that was supposed to help, but I felt like it never helped. So I was taking prenatal (laughs) vitamins (laughs) instead of Adderall. And so that's just, my mom was like, you need to call the doctor. You need to make this appointment by yourself. And now that I'm 26, I'm like, do I still have to call the doctor? Which it's just... (laughs) That's you learn so much. Yes. Yeah. How cool. So take us back to, um, uh, cause I, I know that you mentioned college and how important it was to your parents and stuff like that. And I know that I just recently saw a post that you dedicated to your graduation and, and you had your graduate, your uh, graduation picture and you were sending a shout out to, to all of those who, who had just graduated. But can you, can you tell us, um, and, and you even mentioned it, how, 
you could have possibly launched your business while in college. Do you, there's a lot of people who are on both sides of the scale where they're like, yeah, college is good. You need to go to college and blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of people who are like, no, you don't need college and it's a waste of money and stuff like that. But you personally, do you feel like, yes, college has helped me get to where I am and, and my, my education is, is definitely helping me with my business. Or there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, well, my parents wanted me to get the, the degree and that's pretty much why I did it. So I will tell, and that's funny that you bring this up because I was actually just talking to my parents about this, but I, that I went to college, got my four-year degree. Mm -hmm. You do not need a business degree to run a business. You don't need, and I wouldn't necessarily say that it helped me get to where I am. There's a lot that I learned there and there's a lot that I am very thankful for, but, and I always refer back to my dad. My dad's self-employed, been self-employed for more than 40 years, does not have a business degree and and has managed and and has his businesses, but because of hard work and dedication, my dad being from Mexico and moved to the United States at the age of eight, I I don't know if eight or nine, but um, before the age of 10. So you're moving to a whole nother country knowing that this is a land of opportunities. And for me, that's why I'm so proud and thankful to be a first generation because I was a first gen graduate and now even being like a Latina entrepreneur in the best country, but I'm always so thankful that my dad was such a good example and, and well, my mom as well, because it takes a team and overall it makes me want to work harder and makes me want to not stop with just me sueños. And I have so many other businesses lined up that I want to do and, and I will do them and I will create them and start them and work on them. But because I had such a good example of, of being an entrepreneur. And I'm so glad that you stated it the way that you just did, because that is, I think one of the crutches that a lot of people have when it comes to, um, entrepreneurship and, and launching their own business is like, I don't, ha- I don't have the education. That's one of the biggest crutches. And, and I mean, we could make a list of a lot of other different crutches. Well, I don't have the connections. I don't have, I'm not a computer savvy or stuff like that. But I think that, that, um, that one specifically is a, is a huge one for a lot of people. And I say that because I have a lot of friends in, in that own businesses too. My boyfriend, for example, um, he doesn't have a business degree and he's very successful in his business. And, and I know so many people that don't have a business degree and yet their business is thriving. It's just all that you put into it and all that you're willing to learn. And, and if you're not eager to learn it and you're not eager to push your business, then that just, that just shows that that's more on you. It's not really on like a degree. You don't need a gracias a Dios. Yes, I do have a degree to fall back on. And, and I'm thankful for my education. I'm very thankful that I got to experience that, that I got to, to learn and, and meet so many new people and honestly just network because now I, I know all these people that come back and support me sueños or or just overall I, I'd never say that I regret getting a degree because I really really don't but I honestly feel like you do not need a degree you don't need all you need is to have the willpower and and want to succeed to have a business so I was listening to, to a motivational podcast this morning and the guy mentioned something about he's like oh you need to you need to be hungry <laughs> you just need to be hungry <laughs> and you yeah. want to be successful in a business you need to be hungry and I mean he's talking about you know you need to be driven you need to be motivated you need to persevere you know not like literally be hungry but <laughs> yes and it, <laughs> but it just resonated with me and I'm like I am hungry okay I am I'm looking for this I'm, I'm trying to get that bag I'm hungry and yes. that's what you need you need that hunger that drive that perseverance it really just falls back to how bad you want it like how bad you want your business to succeed and so um, now let's let's move forward to how did mis sueños cook up how did this 
this this boutique so, come to be? Because so, it didn't start in a brick and mortar, right? No, 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 it didn't. So it started August third, which is um, my late grandmother's birthday, and and she passed away my my junior year of college. So I always wanted to tie something back in because I always, when she was um, alive, we always said that we'd have a little bakery because I loved her cooking, her her um, baked goods and stuff. So we always said that. And then she passes away my junior year of college. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like my abuela, what am I gonna do? And and so for me to have that kind of attachment to her was on her birthday. So August 3rd is her birthday and I started it at midnight. I didn't tell any of my friends, but prior to starting it, hold on, let me try to stay on the same topic. <laughs> I have such a bad habit of doing that. So I was right after, well, right after college, I was like, I know I want to be a business owner, but I don't know what I want to do. Like, do I want to sell cars? Do I want to get my wholesale license and sell anything? So I was just kind of like all up in the air and it was I think the weekend, I want to say the week or the weekend after I got back from Spain, my, my graduation gift from my parents was a trip to Barcelona, Spain for two weeks. And, and when I got back, my dad was like, so what do you want to do? And it, I want to say it was mid July or yeah, I want to say mid July. And he was like, so what do you want to do? Like, it's time that you kind of think about what you want to do with mm-hmm. your life. You got your degree. You didn't want your master's. So now tell us what you want to do. Que sigue. <laughs> right. What's next? <laughs> and so I told him and I was like, I want to have a boutique. And he was like, okay, how are we going to start? And I was like, um, and gracias a Dios, my parents did help me start Mis Sueños. So Mis Sueños was funded by them. And um, I was, I couldn't think of a name. And I was like, maybe Sierra and Co. And, and I was like, no, I don't really want to throw my name in there. And I was like, maybe this. And I would like throw random names. I was like, what about serendipity? And I would like think of random, random names. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where did that even come from? And then <laughs> I was like, dad, but I wanted to deal with something like my dreams. Like, Wello brought y'all over. Wello and Wella brought you over from Mexico and, and brought y'all to the land of opportunities. I wanted to be with something like my dreams. And I was like, but I don't want it in English. And my dad was like, what about mis sueños? And I was like, that's it. That's what I want. So it wasn't really any thinking. It was more of like, and he came up with it. Yeah. So my dad came up with it. So even at that, like, I feel like my business has, it ties so much. And then my grand opening here in San Antonio was on November 7th, which is my mom's birthday. And it's just the way that things play out. It's like, cool. I have some of my favorite people or like my family members tied in. So I'll, I'll never forget what my grand opening was. I'll never forget where my name came from. And I'll never forget my original like um launch date which was august 3rd but prior to that i never really had anybody to tell me like hey retail wise this is what you have to do it was more of like learning as you go youtube googling um so i registered my business in ovalde i got um, my sales and tax permit i did all that kind of good stuff and then once it came down to like website me that I'm not computer savvy and and I don't really like messing with computers or anything like that. I had to learn. I had no other Girl, choice. Girl, we should start a club because I'm in the same boat. I hate anything to do with computers, websites and all this stuff like that. That's not me. Me either. And so I had to learn that. And me that I'm not computer savvy and anything to work with like websites. I had to learn how to set up a website and and originally I had started with Wix. So if any business owner or any boutique owners out there are listening, I originally started with Wix and a year into it, I was like, I cannot do this because at the time Wix didn't have a shipping, I guess like a shipping platform. option. Or- yeah, an option through Wix. I would have to copy and paste the customer's um, information, put it on PayPal and then pay out through PayPal just to get a shipping label. Other, Of course, I could have just gone to the mail, to the post office, but I had all the shipping equipment there at my house. So I didn't want to have to go there, write everything out and do yeah. that. So 
that was probably the most frustrating thing. And then I moved to Shopify and I'm, I love Shopify. I'm always telling people like, if you're going to get a website, go with Shopify just because there's so many more, of course, Wix has so many more templates to work from and, and cool designs and stuff. But Shopify, it's kind of like the basic one, more of a basic website, but my whole system at the boutique is Shopify. So my whole POS, my mm-hmm. point of sales is Shopify. And anything that I sell in the boutique will automatically remove it from the website. So that saved me so much time versus with Wix at a pop-up shop, I would have to close my website so people wouldn't order from the website while I'm selling in store. And then I'd have to go home and update everything that was sold. So, so I it was always, double the work. Yes, it was double the work. And now with Shopify, I go to pop-up shops and it automatically removes whatever's on the website, like at that moment. So I really love that about Shopify. And you just have to learn all that. So I I think it took me like a week to get the website together and like take pictures. And, and oh this God. was after you, your dad sat you down. Okay. Yes. What's yes. next? So, so then you start, you go to YouTube, right? And YouTube and YouTube, Google, everything really. That's how you, you got found to vendors. the website. Yes. You find vendors, you find really everything. Well, the website I just looked up on Google, but how to maneuver it, what to do, where you should put this and, and, and you brought up vendors. I had, I will, I never even thought of that. And actually when I was thinking about when, when inviting you and I, I, that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you, like somebody who wants to do something, uh, a similar project such as you, how, how do you even like, what kind of connections do you need or where do you get this, this clothes or how do you even start? How do you go about starting that? So forming I- connections. I will tell you, when I first started, I would go with whatever vendors would pop up. And a lot of the times, nothing's going to pop up on Google, like wherever you look, it's not going to, or for me, it was super difficult to find. So I'd always stick with this one wholesaler, which that wholesaler was obviously making profit off of buying from the vendors directly. So when I get the clothes in, it's like, says so many different name brands on different items. And I'm thinking, how are these wholesalers getting these items? And then finally it clicked as to how. So now I buy from these wholesalers directly. In the beginning, like quality of clothes, just it was so off. And, and I'm very thankful that I've learned that in the beginning. And even, even now when I try to buy from new vendors, it's like I should have just stuck with my same vendors because now you don't really make as much profit off of it. And I try not to sell the clothes as what I should sell it retail wise. I just try to sell it wholesale just to get it back out. Like yeah. That. We don't need it. I mean, I don't need it. I, I really can't make much off this. So yes, finding vendors is, is probably not very difficult, but you just learn so much from different vendors and, and what their quality of clothing is like. So the only people that knew that I was starting a boutique was my parents and my brother. I didn't tell anybody else. I didn't tell my friends. And so once they saw people sharing on social media, it kind of clicked to them that it was mine. And it sounds silly to say it now, but back then it was more of like, but what if so-and-so doesn't like me? And they're like, oh no, don't follow this business page because it's Sierra's or whatever the reason is. And, and now I look back and I'm like, I wish I wouldn't have cared so much. I wish. And now that I'm older or I was 22 at the time where everybody's opinion mattered and you cared about who liked you and who didn't like you. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I wish I wouldn't have cared. And those are just things that you learn with time. And I wish I would have like promoted it and been like, Hey, I'm launching my business. And kind of like how everyone does it is you notify people and you let people know like, Hey, my grand opening's here. My website launch date is this date and hope to see all out there kind of stuff. I feel like just that itself. I'd look back and I'm like, I was so silly to even care about that. And Hey, we all go through that phase of, uh, of trying to be uh, people pleaser. Yes. So don't even worry about that. Okay. So you're in your brother's 
room is that kind of like your studio is that where you take your pictures and my poor brother like basically gave up half his room for just inventory or like racks when i would so have it my became like your studio it became your yes everything your, uh, storage yes, your everything everything um and even to this day we laugh about it because he was like i didn't even have a room anymore my room was me sueños like i didn't have a bed and and i think by the that time he was already pretty much moved out but is he the the youngest no he's actually he's i'm the youngest out of six so oh okay yeah i'm the baby out of six but he's a year and a half older than me oh see that's why you got to take over his room because the baby gets what the baby wants usually that's how it goes in families yes so you're like you don't need a room (laughs) you are out of the house (laughs) you're no longer relevant so yeah we laugh about that now and he's like i didn't even have a room at home anymore and now that he like comes over to the boutique, he always talks about how like I've taken over. I took over my parents' house and gracias a Dios, I'm very thankful. I have a brick and mortar. I have this storefront where I'm able to hold, keep everything here. I still have racks at my parents' house though. I saw that um, a couple weekends ago when I was really? home. And I was like, I should probably take those racks to the boutique or maybe like tell one of my friends like, hey, these would be good for pop-ups. But yeah, yeah. I feel like you just learn so much as you go and as you grow too, as, as a business owner. So at what point, okay, so you, you have your website. At what point do you think, and maybe what happened in that situation to make you feel like it was time to get into a brick and mortar? Because if you start out as a website, now you're in a building. How, what point, what sign did you receive or, or what did you feel made you think like, okay, I'm ready for the next step? So I was working for um, that rental car company and it was during COVID. So there was so much that was so different for, I want to say the last April, May, June, July. From April to September, we were driving back and forth to, to Del Rio because ours was a smaller office and Del Rio had a bigger office. So we were driving back and forth every day, which of course, it doesn't seem like much being that um my dad would drive from Uvalde to Hondo every day for those 40 years he still does and he still he still drives makes that commute but to him it was it's a job that he loves to him it's not work it's it's he's doing what he loves me it was actually work and I would dread it and I'd come home and and then even at that you're going through a pandemic and coronavirus everywhere that I wouldn't really communicate with my parents because I didn't want to bring the virus home with me I was working and and at the time Del Rio had a really bad hailstorm so we were renting like, I'm not even kidding, like 300 to 500 cars a day, a day because of how mi- how much they were in need. And now you're dealing with customers like so often versus a smaller, a smaller branch. And I was so worried to bring COVID home to my parents and I wouldn't eat dinner with them. I'd go straight home, take a shower, put my clothes in, a, in, in like a hamper just away from them. And I'd eat by myself in my room just because... It, to me, it was more important to not be around my parents than it was to to be around them and, and possibly, possibly get them yeah, sick. Possibly get them sick. So I was dealing with that, and then just the commute back and forth, it'd get exhausting to the point where it's like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And I knew I a year in, like I said, a year in, I was I already put in my two weeks, and I I was um, I guess not strong enough to leave or like bribing. I was not bribed, but I was encouraged encouraged yeah I was encouraged <laughs> to, to stay and that things are gonna get better and I felt like nothing really got better so to me I want to say more for like myself and my pride and and to be true to who I was I needed to leave like I knew that that wasn't for me and I knew that I was just wasting my time there and 
and I had just turned 25 that May. So when I when I quit and I put my two weeks in, I knew that that was it was my time to leave. But what really triggered me was the whole COVID and going through that because the normal is no longer normal and you're now like living through it almost feels like a little tunnel like you're just living life through the tunnel you're coming back through the same tunnel and and I got tired of it so I saved up enough money through with my 401k and as much as I could take out of a check I would um leave it and so I saved enough and then I was like okay like this is my time to go and this time I wasn't encouraged to stay because I knew better and I knew that I had something to look forward to now because before I was like let me just leave and and I'll See figure what it happens. out. Yes, yeah. I'll figure it out after because I didn't really have bills. I lived at home with my parents, and after that first year, I was like, even if I leave, I know that I don't have rent to pay. I don't have like big bills. All I had was my car payment. So this time, I knew that I had the boutique to look forward to because I had already applied for my um, for the lease, and I and I was accepted. So I was getting the keys October first. So mid September, I'm like, okay, I gotta go. Like now, I really, really have to go. So I'm very thankful that I had that opportunity and I was able to leave when I left. But at the same time, I'm thankful for what it taught me about myself. Coming out of the pandemic, what did you learn about yourself and about your business? So I still feel like the pandemic's going on because I feel like the norm isn't really norm anymore. It, yeah, but, yeah. But, it's, but things <laughs> are normalizing a little bit yes, more. Yes, yes. Um, that you really just have to push through and, and anything that's thrown your way, whether it be... Luckily, gracias a Dios, I didn't ever get closed down. So I know a lot of businesses prior to that. I know even with that rental car company, there was like word that we were going to have to close down and stuff. But I'm very thankful that I moved in and I opened at a time that I didn't have to close down. So from November to December, the only time that I did have to close was um, that snowstorm. That Yeah. That was the only time. But because of the snow, not because of COVID. <laughs> um, but as far as what I've learned is... Was there something like a characteristic or a trait about yourself that you didn't know that you had and you came out of this and or you're coming out of this and saying like, yeah, I handled that. You know, I I didn't know I could I didn't know that I was going to be able to open something with this magnitude and and have the response that I have and still come out, you know, doing really good. Did you ever question yourself at all? I really didn't. Of course, just leaving my job where you're working your well, at that job, I was working eight to six every day and and every other weekend. I knew that I had a steady income. I knew that money was coming in. And now that you move on to like strictly entrepreneur, and of course, I had me sueños coming in on the side because that was my side business. And now that it's my full time business, it's like what I make for me sueños or what I can make for myself strictly. And, and it all depends on me, how hard I push my business, where I promote my business, how I promote my business. Um, and I feel like a lot of that has to do with just the willpower and the strive that I have to succeed. Possibly so. training yourself, training your mind to, to think and think that way too. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned it right now because I think that that's another crutch that a lot of us, and, and in that I include myself, uh, that that holds us back from launching something. Uh, when you don't have that steady income coming anymore, when that paycheck isn't being deposited into your account every two weeks and you're just like, to me, that was a huge uh, hurdle that I had to, to try to jump over because I've been working since I was 15 years old. You know, I've been receiving that, that paycheck every two weeks. I've always been able to think, gracias a Dios, I've always been able to pay my bills. Uh, I've always been able to, to handle my, my situation 
And then to all of a sudden be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to leave the corporate world. I'm going to say goodbye to that steady income and now, you know, set, set upon this, this journey on my own. It's, it's really scary. It is. And that's what I, when I talk to other friends about like leaving their job and people that I know that, that can make it out there because there's so much more that comes into a brick and mortar. And, and if I'm making it and I'm able to sustain, I guess my lifestyle and still run my business. And I see other people that have small businesses. I'm like, you can do it too. Like believe in yourself. And it's scary just to even start off. It's very scary. You have butterflies. I want to say I had butterflies or like for the first maybe like four or five months of just owning these sueños because like I said, there's no steady income. It's really how much you push your business. It's really how much you want your business out there, what you do. And, and even there's some times where I like walk in, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have butterflies today. Or, and they're, of course they're good butterflies, but it's, it's, um, it's kind of like a sour, it's like a sour feeling to know Mm -hmm. that this all just depends on me and me that I'm the, my only, or I don't have any business partners. It's more of like, it really just depends. There's no one to share the load with. Right, right. <laughs> All the stress falls on you, pretty much. <laughs> yes, yes. So from anything, ordering clothes, tagging clothes, steaming clothes, hanging clothes, everything depends on like clothes. And it all depends on me because if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. And I'm very thankful that I am I have that willpower and I, and I want my business to succeed. And, and by the time I'm 30, I do plan on having a couple locations. So those are just little goals that I set for myself. Going and and I'm glad you you brought that up because I was actually going to ask you what are your expectations for for now that we're like we keep saying we're coming out of the pandemic and in the next following years what are your expectations for yourself and for your business so for the longest time I've always wanted to have a Misuano scholarship so for any Latina or first generation students that are going to college and and just a scholarship for them, whether it be 500 bucks or maybe even $1,000 or maybe two scholarships of $500, whatever I can do to help. Aspiring. Yes. Students. Yes. So, gracias a Dios, my parents paid for my education, so I didn't have to take out student loans or, or apply for scholarships. And I wish I would have applied for scholarships because, honestly, I feel like they're really not easy to get, but you you have they're out there yes oh there's so many scholarships for everything yeah and i wish i would have at least tried and and helped my parents on that but i hope to have me a misuanio scholarship and be able to help whether it be a first generation or any minorities yes minority that's another one of my little misuanio's goals and then by the time i'm 30 so i have four more years or three and a half more years but by the time i'm 30 i do plan on having a second location and I don't know if that'd be maybe on the south side of San Antonio, um, downtown San Antonio, maybe even Austin, but that's just a little. And that's actually a perfect segue into uh, talking about Small Business Runway and this this project that you've developed with another uh, co-founder who is also a small business owner. Yeah, so Roxana and I met um, in Corpus, so we went to, to college together, we met in Corpus, and we actually started our businesses maybe a couple months apart and she sells um, Colombian handmade bags. So very unique, very different. And we started this in August. I think August 1st or August. Yeah, August 1st was when we like notified people like, hey, we're hosting this small business runway. And we had so many applicants that it was almost overwhelming because we didn't want to tell anybody no. And we we're like, okay, 
should should we not be in it? Like we don't have a booth there and like try to get as many people in. And so Roxana and, and I ended up sharing a, a tent, a canopy just to like kind of fit in. To give more people. Yeah. And so we spend. had that and um a lot of those small business friends are are some of our really close friends. So the fact that they believed in us and the fact that they believed in a little an I say little event because that one um we only had want to say 11 or 12 vendors um and we started our first one there at elsewhere but our goal is to really just help shine light on smaller businesses and, and people that don't really have a brick and mortar and try to get all of their items out into the exposure like, yes definitely exposure so we've hosted two our second one was at the social spot and that one we were able to have 20 vendors which was really neat because now we had we, at that one we had 10 boutiques and then 10 accessory um businesses so we were able to bring in so many more people now i had the pleasure of attending the first one uh, which was it elsewhere and let me tell you it was so well put together the location was perfect all the vendors um everything was just so well put that i would have never imagined that you guys had never done that you know that that was your first event that this was a brand new project like i thought that it was a year old uh, organization was behind this and had put this together and stuff like that i never i didn't know at that time that it was you guys and that this was a new project that you guys were working on yeah so it's definitely new we had never seen it in the area and that's that's the kind of exposure that we wanted we got the news out there we were we were on the um, great day usa and Great Day USA or Good Morning USA? I always, I mean, not USA. I'm sorry. Great Day San Antonio. (laughs) She's going national. (laughs) I knew something was off there. It was Great Day San Antonio. Eventually, it'll get to that point. Okay, eventually, (laughs) manifest it. So we'll look back at this podcast. Yes. So um, yeah. So we were on there. We were able to to just shine so much light on our small business friends and that's something that we take so much pride in because there's so much that goes on just between Roxana and I trying to put it together, whether it be the event or timing or how we're coordinating each vendor and just so much that plays into it. And we hope to have our next one. We don't know if in December or January, but our third one and moving forward, what are your goals uh, for this project and uh, people who are listening to us who would like to participate in something like this, how would they be able to to uh, participate? So about three to four days before we share the link. So it's a Google form where you apply and kind of you just accept all the roles and you you're aware of the fees and stuff. So we notify on we'll post like, hey, Google form is going to be released on Thursday, for example. Mm-hmm. And at first we were doing like first come first serve, but we got so many applicants. Like, um, I know this past one, we had so many boutiques and it was like, as much as we want to put every boutique in there, it was, we needed to still keep it. Um, there needs to be a variety, right? Yes, variety. So that's just our thing. So now we're this next one, we're actually going to kind of like pick and put people accordingly. You're and, like, and in no specific order. Okay. Yes, yes, in no specific order. <laughs> so that, and eventually I hope um, that we can host one of these events in maybe Austin, Houston, even Dallas. And of course, we're no event coordinator. We don't really know much about like coordinating. We really just go with what we know and and how we want to organize it, which for someone that's never been an event coordinator and someone that's not very good at planning things, and I really just go with the flow, I feel like we've done a pretty good job at keeping up and, and keeping everything flowing accordingly so and you have I mean like I said me as an attendee that first event I would have never imagined 
you know, that, that that was your first event that you had planned. I, I didn't know that this was a brand new project like that. So you guys did a fabulous job. And the second event is, is a witness to that because if you're saying that you started out with 12 vendors at the first event and then in the next one you had double that and you had to, uh, you know, turn away some people, it means that you're doing something right because people are responding to it and wanting to be part of this. Yes. Well, thank you. And we appreciate you going to that first event and your feedback. So this next event, let's see if we can get savage coffee out there. <laughs> I am still looking at other places. I think this, this upcoming event might still be at elsewhere. Um, it was set for December 1st, but I think we're a little backtracked. So we might push it to January and that one might be at elsewhere. And if there's anybody watching us that might have a venue uh, available, oh, yes. disponible, that you want to bring something like this, because it would be definitely be favorable to your business. Um, you know, contact Sierra, contact, um, Roxana, Roxana and, and put it together because I mean, this is definitely, this is about, uh, uh, exposure and exposing businesses, uh, especially minority businesses and, and, Mm -hmm. and women owned business. So, um, you know, if, if you guys have a venue out there and you're looking to, to, uh, bring exposure to your to your business this is definitely a good opportunity this is the time just putting time it out to there. shine just putting it <laughs> yes, out there yes. <laughs> thanks Shamaka. yes well thank you so much sierra for for coming out muchísimas gracias yo sé que desde cuando planeamos esto y hasta que por fin se nos hizo uh, but I, I definitely appreciate you supporting us uh, uh, business-wise and, and also with the podcast and being on here. Uh, I know that the people who are going to watch us on YouTube and listen to the, the podcast are definitely going to benefit from everything that you've said. Uh, can we leave them with, with uh, something that you have, maybe that you feel to, to say to that person who's watching or who's listening to us, who's thinking about launching a project or starting their own business? What can you tell them? Because, because they might have that little thing that's still holding them back. So one thing I can say is sigue tus sueños, which I feel like it sounds so much stronger and and I hold that so much to a higher level than follow your dreams, even though they both mean the same thing. But being a Latina and and being first generation, I feel like just sigue tus sueños stands out so much more. And if you're currently watching and you have that little bit of doubt that you're not ready to start your business, I'm here to tell you to start your business Everything, everything will work out the way it's meant to work out as long as you try. And Chamaka, thank you for having me. I appreciate you even reaching out. Yes, it was a, it was a little while coming. A little while ago. <laughs> How do we follow you? What are your your uh, social media handles? What are your hours at your boutique? Your address? Give us all the info so that you know the the girls that are watching us and listening to us can follow you and, and go and support you too. So all my all my social media handles are is Miss Sueños Boutique, and that's M I S S U E N O S Boutique. And I have Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And then my business hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 6, Saturday and Sunday, 11 to 3. And my address is 2211 Northwest Military Highway, Suite 126 in Castle Hills, Texas, 78213. Nice. Thank you again. Once again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe. Please share. Please send this to anybody that you might know that might benefit from this, your friends, your your family. And uh, stay tuned for the next one because the next one that's coming is also going to be really good.